So I heard a quote, and uh, I don't know exactly what the quote is, and I'm just going to do my best to explain it. Uh, it's basically about God, and God is in all places, right? Uh, it's funny because people think about like God with like light and dark, um, but one of the things I've heard that's most interesting is someone said, uh, God is not the light and is not only in the light, because before, he, before like in Judeo-Christian re- religion, uh, it was said, let there be light, where was God, right? So God was in the dark, right? Um, but really looking at that a little bit more, if God is uh, in all places and in all beings and in all spaces at the same time, that means he's in the good moments. Uh, he. That means they are in the good moments. That means they are in the bad moments, in the evil moments, right? Uh, God's in there and part of all those things, right? And so am I saying, is God evil? No. Uh, what I've seen and understood this as is that God inhabits all things and all beings and all experiences because to get to the good, we have to see and understand and experience all parts of uh, the human experience in order to get better, right? And so today, uh, the podcast is called The Devil In And I, uh, because I've been struggling a lot recently, and I've been having a really hard time with things, because uh, I I really can't be in a place to go out and protest, because uh, my parts of my family are immunocompromised, it's not safe for us to do, I can't afford to kill potentially people I love because of this stuff. Uh, It doesn't mean I don't want to be there. It doesn't mean I don't want to add my voice and say this is wrong and this is unjust and we need to do something. Um, But I'm also looking at um, a real violence problem. Like America has a violence addiction. America has a violence issue. It has a violence habituation that it's problematic. It's difficult and it's bad. And what I'm here to talk to you about today is the, and I'm talking about me. So please understand, I'm not talking about protesters. I'm not talking about like looters or whatever like that. I'm not talking about any of those things. Like I'm talking about things I'm struggling with in here because I'm trying to think of what can change what's out there, right? And so the concern is about me and the violence that is inside me. It is not a condemnation of protest. It is not a condemnation of violence in protests. Uh, I get that. I understand that. I'm actually going to connect with that in my first point area uh, pretty deeply because I think it's important to. Um, But I'm going to tell you about the concern that I have with the violence stuff, uh, with the violence in me, and what do I need to do with the violence. And I'm going to tell you about what I need to do with my devil inside and how I need to respond to this devil inside and how I'm wrestling with the devil right now, um, the devil in me. And so the, the thing that I'm struggling with is that I've heard it said that people that do the things that you do that you don't like about you, you hate them the most, right? So again, when we're talking about somebody and they're doing something that you don't like, there's something about them There's a truth in them that is a truth in you that you don't want to look at and you don't want to talk about, right? So 
Uh, let's look like big, like wide. Let's look bigly. Uh, so looking at our president, uh, there's some narcissistic tendencies. You know who's got some narcissistic tendencies? Me. You know who, uh, who struggles with worth? Because I see President Trump struggling with worth a lot. I do. Right? Uh, and I'm not humanizing or saying he's a good guy or about to jump out on his side or anything like that. But I'm just talking about, like, the behaviors that I see that I get so angry at. Now, let's look at uh, the officer that killed George Floyd. Right? Now, when I'm looking at me and I feel the anger, I recognize that, like, I want to... St- I want to, I really want to kneel on some necks right now. I do. I'm really mad. I'm very angry. I'm very frustrated and I'm very angry. And it's hurting me. Um, Because like I want that end, but I don't want to be that person. Because the more I embrace that person, the less power I have. Um, the more I invest in my hate, the more I invest my anger, the lower power I have. Um, the great, wonderful thing about me is like empowerment, it's hope, it's motivation, it's getting people excited, it's getting people looking forward to something new, right? Now, if I got everybody on board to be with me and my hate and my violence, and I was like, let's go kneel on some necks, like, I could easily spread that thought and idea. But it's not helping me. And like this ticker here, like it's when I engage in the anger and the violence and the hate, like I can feel minutes come off the ticker. I can feel minutes come off my soul. Um, Violence is something within myself I really got to be careful of because it's taking something out of me. It has got a cost to my human experience. So I need to be aware of that. I also look at the video and I look and I see all those cops. Well, I mean, there's two of the other cops are kneeling on the guy. But there's one that just stands there and says and does nothing. And I've taken a lot of time to really think about, like, what would it have been like to be there? Would I have been strong enough to tackle that guy? Like, a truth is, I don't think so right now. I don't think I would have been strong enough to tackle the cop because, like, I'm afraid of being stuck in jail. That's a sucky truth to recognize, too. Like, a lot of people struggle with that in that moment. They're like, you're killing them, you're killing them, and then nothing happens. I would like to think that I have the strength to tackle them and be like, just get me instead. But I don't know that I'm there yet, either. And that's hard to recognize. That's hard to look at, too. But then, too, if I look at other things and I really start to examine myself and I look at the truth within me, man, there's times I just stand by and I just let things happen. It happens a lot more often than I really wish it would. I stand by and the devil watches me watch a thing happen. And I know how to say stuff. I know what to do, I know what to say. Like a lot better than most, but I get all uncomfortable and I get nervous and I don't say anything, right? But I hate this cop for for kneeling on necks. I hate this cop for killing somebody. I haven't killed anybody. but I get mad at the, the bystander, right? And then the violence comes up, and the anger comes up, and then the hate comes up. Uh, and when I think about it, right, this violence, this anger, this hate, 
Like, what do I, if I go take that out there, what's going to happen if I do that? And I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about me. And what do I do with this, right? Because I feel like I have a responsibility within me to do things in a way for me and myself. Um, I worry about the violence that's there, right? And a quick note on outside stuff. I do think most people who are really trying to bring note to the issue uh, with Black Lives Matter protests are not the people that are looting. They're not the people destroying. I think uh, there has been some evidence of outside provocateurs. Uh, I've heard some people being concerned that there has been outside white supremacist groups that are doing some of these things. Uh, I think there's some folks that are like, and I'm not painting all anarchists in a bad light, but I think there's some opportunistic folks uh, for chaos. And I don't think chaos fixes it. Like, I, I can't see the structure within a chaos to come to love, right? Like, there's a structure within love. Like, chaos is not love. Like, there needs to be something different there, too, right? And so, uh, again, like, I appreciate that people are protesting. I wish I could go protest, too. Um, but I'm talking to you about the devil inside and the devil in I and my struggles with this stuff as I watch this stuff and then the hate and the violence and the anger grows within me. And that's what I'm talking to you about. I'm not talking about you. Like, you may connect with what I'm talking about, but I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about me. Um, when I engage in this anger, when I engage in this hate, and when I get so mad at these other people for doing these other things, like, nothing new happens. Nothing different happens, Right? Like, if I'm just mad at you for stepping on necks and I don't deal with the fact that right now I wanna, I wanna kneel on some necks, like, what new happens? When I get mad at people not standing up and saying something, those officers that stood by and watched this happen, like, I'm angry about that. There's violence in my heart about that, right? And, like, every time I engage in that stuff, I feel the. I feel the minutes tick off the ticker. Um, it hurts me. And there's nothing new that comes from this stuff, right? Like, I'm using metaphors here, right? Uh, people talk about fight fire with fire. If I fight with fire with fire, I think the whole world burns. And then what news there? What's different? Where's the new? Where's the instead? Where's, where's the do, right? Like... If I engage in my hurt and my violence, like, I, I'm trying to don't a do and there's no do. Like, what's the new thing? What's the new step? What's the new opportunity? Like, I think that's the thing that we have to get better explaining it, showing a, a new way for. And I'm struggling with it because I feel like this is part of my responsibility. I feel a lot of weight of responsibility to say a new thing. Uh, I see my role here as like a translator, as an explainer, and I'm really looking inside and I'm trying to deal with stuff, right? Because unless I can heal the hate in me that wants to kneel on necks of people that I see doing things wrong, then there's nothing that's an opportunity for new. Unless I heal me and the fact that I bystand and then I watch things happen way too often. What new 
comes from this situation? What new comes from this scenario? Like, I got to own that me and the devil, like, like, I don't think there's a devil. I don't think God, if that's what you want to call it, needed a devil. The devil's right there. The devil's the choice you make. And you know when you make it. You know when you do wrong. You know when it's bad. Like, there's a voice that's like, I don't know if that's good. I don't know that that's right. Right? But you and the devil and you, like, make some choices sometimes. They pick some stuff. Right? It calls you to engage in the same stuff. Like, it calls you to do the same thing. And again, we get, like, if I engage, I'm stuck, right? I'm going around and around and around and around. And what new happens? What new changes? What new is there? And I don't know what to do with it. And I'm stuck and I'm struggling and I'm suffering and I don't have words for it. And I don't even know what to say to you about this, right? Because people are like, well, what is your point? And I, my point is, I don't know, but I know that I'm struggling with the devil inside and the devil and I. And I wonder if I'm alone with this. Like I'm wondering if I'm alone with this violence that's in me, right? And it's hard because say I go take my violence out there. So uh, I'm mixed. Um, my primary ethnic identity and racial identity is Native American Taos Pueblo, right? Um, and this is not the, impre- the oppression Olympics, okay? So when I make this statement, I just say it so you can understand my point of view and my struggle here, right? Um, the race that gets killed most often by police officers is Native people, right? And I'm not trying to say, like, oh, I have it worse, or, oh, it's more difficult. Like, I'm explaining, like, the pain and the hurt and the suffering in me so you have a sense of what this is because I get just as upset when I see this happen. Dion here... This guy that, like, pulled over on the side of the road in Phoenix because he was tired and somehow ended up dead. I want you to understand why it's so difficult for me and why I have so many emotions about it and why I'm so violent about this. Because it is hard and I want to go take this out there and do something with it, but it's, I don't know that it's going to do anything different. And here's the other thing, right? So say I went out there, right? And, like, you know, I'm strong, I got fists, like... I feel pretty capable out there, <laughs> but I mean, come on. The United States is a professional violence operation. Like, the fact that, like, I'm mixed is a testament to what, how good the United States is at, gen- at violence, because they've been able to get to the violent level of genocide. To the point that people don't even know this statistic about Native people being killed most by police. And again, it's not a, it's not a competition. Like, anybody being killed by the police hurts me. And, like, what's nice is I don't need it to be Native Lives Matter because if Black Lives Matter, then mine will too. It won't matter, right? Like, when Black Lives Matter, all lives will matter. And we won't need to say that thing because that will just be the truth, right? But if I go take my violence and I go try to take my violence to the professional violence purveyors out there, I mean, we got, like, guns and knives and versus tanks, bombs, and drones? What's going to happen? I see a lot of people that are, like, Second Amendment advocates, and they're like, I need my guns and my arms because that's how you stop tyranny. 
tyranny is one of those buzzwords that just drives me bananas. Uh, because they're calling wearing masks tyranny. And I'm like, the police actively trying to kill you is tyranny. You don't understand that word. You don't get that word. You don't get it in the way that it was meant to be used, right? But, like, if I go take my amateur violence out there to the professional purveyors of violence, like, there's people here in this country that act like, because they have, like, 17 guns and millions of rounds, that they're prepared to take on this professional violent state. Like, the drone can blow your house up and you'll never even know it came. Violence from me isn't going to fix anything, I don't think. Because, like, I'm outgunned. I'm not outpersoned. I was going to say outmanned. We're not outpeopled. There's more of us than there are of them, right? Uh, and I do think, like, the opportunity of the more of us than there is of them is that they get by mostly on our bystanding compliance and how we just go by with things, right? But if... If I engage in the violence, if I go and add my violence to that, like, I start playing the game that was built for them to win, right? Because say I destroy a police station, right? And then I get arrested, and now I need to get bailed out. Well, where does the money go for my bail? It goes right back into the system. It goes right back into funding the thing that I'm fighting against. Like, I feed that beast when I play that game. And that's why I'm so stuck, and I don't know what to do. And one of my friends, uh, Calvin, I do the Emerging Evolution podcast with him. He was saying, right now, in the middle of, tan of a pandemic, tear gas, people crying, people coughing, people choking. Like, what could that do to spread this amongst us? And then now they're like, well, they're killing themselves. We don't have to worry about it anymore. This is easy. They're doing the genocide to themselves for us. Like, this is what I'm struggling with. And I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about me and my struggles and my worries and my concerns. Because I'm not critiquing. I'm saying I don't know what to do next. But I'm worried that the thing I want to do the most is not the thing that fixes the thing next, most, or best. Because what new happens? And granted, after uh, some of the protests, uh, the officer was arrested. The Attorney General uh, of Minnesota is talking about bringing the full weight of charges against the other three officers involved, right? But there's still stories of, like, a woman getting shot on, uh, like, police coming in and they defended their home on a no-knock warrant that was in the wrong place, and then the guy, the lady's dead, and the guy's in jail. They were in the wrong house, and the guy fought back protecting his house, and he's still in jail. The guy here in Phoenix, Phoenix, Dion, like he was just tired and went to sleep on the side of the road rather than drive tired and potentially hurt somebody. That's exactly what we're supposed to do. And somehow through that, that guy's dead. I'm frustrated because when I see these things, I see the unhealed devil in them. I see the violence in them. I see the need to kneel on a neck in them. I see the bystander in them. I see the person who could, I mean, where do you begin to say, I'm sorry, I was wrong, 
with when a no-knock warrant, you bust into someone's house, you kill someone's partner, then someone fights back and you arrest them. Where's the, I'm sorry, I made a mistake, path back with that? I don't know. What would I do in that situation? How could I even begin to make reparations for that trespass? Why I decided to do this podcast and talk to you about this is because I don't know that I'm alone with the devil inside. I don't know that I'm alone with the devil and I. I think something different needs to happen. And I'm not saying don't protest. I'm told you. I wish I could go be there. And I want you to know, too, there's a difference between the provocateurs that are trying to steal, stir up violence. Like, I'm not seeing the same faces in downtown Phoenix as, this, as I saw at Fashion Square, right? That YouTube dude that was at Fashion Square as an opportunist, and he doesn't seem to really care very much about Black Lives Matter, otherwise it had been on his YouTube page, right? Like, the folks that I see downtown outside of DPS, like, they're different, right? I saw different faces at Scottsdale, right? Different people. And they're taken away from the message, right? I worry, too, sometimes the violence takes away from the message. I want to be in there in the streets. I think being in there in the streets is good because the streets and talking about what we need. Protesters have signs. Provocateurs don't. If I'm hoping to break into a place and steal stuff, why would I bring a sign that I'd have to carry on the way out? The protesters have signs. They have discipline. They're actually stopping the people breaking into stuff at times, if you watch a lot of the videos. I wish I could be there. But the thing that I need to figure out is how do I heal with this stuff in me? And how can I recognize this stuff, this narcissism's in me, this uh, failure to admit I'm wrong is in me, this anger that makes me so mad that I could want to hurt somebody else is there in me. This uh, a want to sit and bystand is there in me, but I can't see where the new comes from. And I'm struggling with it because I need to get better and I need to heal so I can show other people how to heal. My gift is the translator, the explainer, showing people the opportunity of something new, showing people the opportunity of something different. And I'm struggling with this stuff. And I don't know what to do and I don't know what to say, but I do think there's value in telling you about the struggle that I'm having. And I do think that we need to get really good at explaining what our new idea looks like. I have friends that work with Podair in Action here in Phoenix, and they're wanting to defund the police. They're wanting to spend less money on police officers. Now, I know to most folks that's going to sound kind of scary because what happens if something happens at your house? Well, imagine if something did happen at your house. You called the helpers, and they just came to help. They weren't there to necessarily arrest or punish anybody. They came to help and solve the problem, right? Or what if we were really worried about crime more than conviction and punishment? What if we were like, you know what? Hungry people don't tend to steal food. People that have access and means to get their own things don't need to steal stuff. What if we took care of people more 
than policed people? Like, what if we made sure people had what they needed more than threw people in jail, right? What does throwing a homeless person in jail do for anybody? I mean, I guess it gives them a home, but like if we're going to spend all the money keeping them in jail, let's spend the money putting them in a home and see what they could do about like being able to like provide and add to society. We're going to pay to put them up anyway. Let's pay to put them up in a place that they could be productive, where they could have a sense of like addition. They could have a sense of like helping somebody else. We need something new and different, right? And I hear defund the police, right? Defund the police, but I don't hear the do in the defund the police. And I think we need to get better explaining, well, what, the, what is the do? What will we do with that? What, what can we do with that? And I am going to add my voice to those things. I'm going to add my voice to those efforts, right? Um, I have to be very careful about what I do as a public servant. Um, but I can vote. I can speak. Um, I'm hoping to go to a city council meeting this week and talk about the need for the services that might cut down on police interactions. I can talk about the need for services that will keep people out of jail because they have what they need and they won't need to go to jail in the first place, right? Like if I'm going to invest stuff, let's invest in people enough that we don't have to pay for them sitting someplace and just like not getting anywhere else. You know what prison makes? Professional criminals. And a quick note about crime and criminals for police officers. If you wear the Punisher thing, you know, the Punisher skull, and, like, you're, like, blue line, you know, the thin blue line and all that stuff with the American flag, that's a criminal, by the way. Punisher was a criminal. Like, Punisher was a sad sign of a society that decided not to work. You're investing in mimicking a thing that was, like, proven to fail. Right? It's like when I tell people about the like flying the the Confederate flag, like that flag is inherently anti-American. Right? Whereas if you wear the Punisher stuff on your cop gear or on your car, you're anti-police because that symbol was always meant to show the failures of the police force. Be better, do better, and there is better out there. Um, and I want to recognize this too, because even with the devil in I, like there's, there's, I see the good. Like I saw people go into Minneapolis, uh, into the Target that got um, ravaged, and they went and cleaned it up. They did something with that, right? I'm seeing finally police officers kneeling in solidarity with protesters, and that's all that ever needed to happen in the first place. I saw, like, the police chief from one of the whitest towns I've ever seen, uh, which is my, my, where I went to high school, Wausau, Wisconsin, and he was like, you know what? That's terrible. That's bad. That's wrong. That's all police officers have ever needed to say in any of these situations. That's bad. That's wrong. We could have done better. Like, when the grandma fell down in front of the kid because he rolled past the stop sign, that's bad, that's wrong, we can do better. And I'm not critiquing you. I'm critiquing me. Because I got something wrong in here. I got something I'm trying to fix. And I can do better too. And if we can look here, and if we can look at the heart first, and if we can heal the thing that we see in somebody else that we hate so much, I mean, we see it so clear, the thing in somebody else that we hate so much, like, it's so clear, like, how much we don't like President Trump. 
Yet, we do nothing about the situations and circumstances within our country that allowed this person to rise. We allowed these things to exist enough that this person got elected. And what are we doing about the problems that allowed that person to rise to fix it, right? We haven't done that stuff. There's another way. There's other things that we need to do. So I will uh, speak on behalf of diverting more resources to help people. Uh, versus policing that I don't think is helping with folks, right? Because this is the systemic changes to the to an oppressive system that we need to start attacking, right? Voting, knowing up and down who you're voting for, for all the different things. Like you need to take your time and do your research and know those things. You need to know the implications of all the propositions back and forth, right? You need to know uh, what it means uh, as to who sits on your school board and who doesn't sit on your school board and what truths are they upholding versus the truths that we all need to know and hear so we can do better together, right? But eh, that devil and I, I don't know all my school board members by name. Oh, the devil inside. I'm not that active in, like, K-12 through education. This is the place I think we need to start. I think we need to look at what we can do to heal inside of us. I need to look, think, think what we can do to heal the trauma and the difficulty inside. Before we can deal with the devil out there, I think we need to deal with the devil in here and keep dealing with that devil in here. Like, not, again, doesn't mean we can't do something about that devil out here. But if you're not working on that devil in here, I don't think you can heal that devil out there because you haven't even learned how to heal a you. How can you heal a them? And if you only want to punish a them, the devil in you grows bigger because you never reconcile the issue that's there. It's always undone. It's always unfinished. Right? So what can we do to heal this stuff in us? What can we do to own this stuff in us? What can we do to find a new way? Because I see a lot of people out there that need healing. But unless I heal myself first, I don't know where the new comes from. Because my violence with the professional violent people, I don't know if it's going to help very much. And it hurts here. If I can show you how to heal this here, how to be happier here, how to do something different with here, I may be able to add something new, add something different. You can't do a don't. So we need to show the do. We need to show the love and we need to show the good and I'm working on it and I'm doing the best I can. And I hope you are in your process with the devil in you, the devil inside you and the devil and you with these things. Because if we can recognize that we're having these struggles, I think we can connect with other people as humans. So with that, again, this was about me and my struggles, not about you. And I, on the last podcast I did, I had two different people that gave me great information and great notes. I don't have time to get into that stuff today uh, because I've been having this on my mind for the past four days, and I still don't know why I articulated it incredibly well. But know I'm here. If you need to get a hold of me, you can email me at inclusiveactivism at cox.net. Um, you can drop a comment below wherever I post this, be it on YouTube, be it on Facebook, uh, be it the podcast. You can email me. Uh, but please get at me if this did something for you, if this helped with you in some way. Um, I see this as a form of service, and it's really hard because it's not safe for me to go add my hands to stuff right now, and it's killing me. But there will be a day where I get to go back out there again and I get to feed hungry people and I get to teach people uh, and I get to add my service and my hands to something that feels good to another do that will help us in some way. And I'm waiting for that day. So with that, thank you for your time and attention. I really appreciate you being here with me. 
uh, know that I'm praying for you uh, and I'm trying to put as much good out there and I'm doing everything I can to struggle with this devil inside and the devil and I as much as possible. I hope you're in that struggle too because if you can figure out how to heal it, then we can figure out how to talk about this and maybe the virality of healing and help can really make some substance change, substantive change once and for all. Be blessed.